You're listening to episode 20 of the podcast. Welcome back, guys. What's cooking? Good looking. I hope you're sitting comfortably because today, guys, I bring you a fantastic episode. Today, we are going to be looking at how you can set up your Twitch channel for success. I must also say, guys, if you already have a Twitch channel and you may be sat here listening in and you're like, but Mike, my Twitch channel's cool. You know, I'm streaming. I've got a community. Everything's going well. I'm just listening to your podcast because I really want to know um, who your guest is today. Well, guys, even if you think that your channel is set up correctly you may learn a thing or two today about the layout of your channel or some things that we believe that you could change in 2019 to improve your channel and essentially grow that little bit more so guys without further ado i just want to give a quick shout out to the facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash content experience podcast i always have i always have trouble saying that one it normally takes me a, a, a many takes um to get through that one without uh screwing it up but guys we have a lot of great guests lined up in the coming weeks and we are starting to expand our audience we're starting to expand our range of guests to all content creators youtubers etsy sellers and you know adult adult themed workers and things like that all content creators all with valid information and journeys So guys, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and listen to our guest today about how you can set up your Twitch channel. All that and more guys, coming right up. You are listening to the Content Experience Podcast. The podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming. Each week we sit down with some of your favourite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek and award-winning tap dancer, the Mike James. So, welcome to the episode. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello everyone, I'm Maid Mama aka Tiffany and I'm from Australia. She's from Down Under as... Do Australia refer to themselves as Down Under? Or do we just refer to be as Australians as I Down mean, Under? I guess we do, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you know. The only thing we don't do that Americans think we do is we don't call shrimp shrimp. We call them like, you know, they're like, throw a shrimp on the barbie. We don't say shrimp, we call them prawns, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mid Mama. That that's that's not just Americans. That's me as well. <laughs> well, that's you as well. Because I have another Australian friend um, who streams, and I always go into his stream, and I always I try and do the accent, but I'm not going to try it now. But I always say, um, just throw me some shrimp on the barbie, and he he tells me off every time. So um that's <laughs> yeah so that's not just americans i'm sorry about that um but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your about your content in general try not to give too much away because you know we don't want to give too much away just at the moment but tell us about what you do at this very present time well i'm a variety streamer from australia i stream four days a week so I stream from Sunday through to Thursday. Sunday, I do Breaking the Barriers streams. Monday is Minecraft. Tuesday, Wednesday is sort of like free game day. And then Thursday, for some reason, which is my most popular stream, is like Pokemon Shiny Hunting, where I run around in circles and scream at like Sancho and stuff. (laughs) 
See, I thought you were going to say your most popular streams were you eating donuts from today's example. Well, yesterday's example. I mean, yeah, but I don't eat donuts every day. I think I think that I'd have a bit of an issue if I did. Probably. You probably have my issue if you did, to be fair. So, yeah, good on you for not doing that. So, But, yeah, so let's rewind the clocks a little bit because you obviously haven't always well you you might have been for all i know you i don't but i don't think you've been a twitch streamer since the dawn of time did you have any sort of experience as a content creator before twitch were you into youtube or anything like that or was it or was it just discovering twitch and that was like your first sort of i started out on youtube yeah i started out with like baking videos on youtube and that's why i have the name made mama so i used to run a um i still do i run a pop-up maid cafe at events and festivals and stuff and for anyone who doesn't know maid cafe is like you know like a jap like it's from like a japanese sort of thing where everyone dresses up as cute maids and we give food and everything um and i decided i really wanted to share my cooking with everyone because everyone's always like oh you always cook such amazing things you bake such amazing things and i thought that dressing up as a maid and doing cooking and baking videos on youtube is this a really good shit don't don't you know no one take this idea this is my idea because i'm rebranding at the moment so no <laughs> but i thought it was a really good idea and then like a bunch of things happened which made me have to stop there was like chronic health issues my cameraman sort of got a girlfriend and a few <laughs> just, other things just sort of got a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> um and so like i was like well i have all this free time now so i may as well like play around on twitch and then I ended up being fairly good at Twitch. And then Twitch was actually making me money. And I was like, well, I may as well stay here because I was like losing money on YouTube because obviously as a small time YouTube content creator, I wasn't making anything. I mean, I got, I had my Patreon, which got me about $75 a month, but considering it took, cost me about $300 a month in food and resources and everything else, it just wasn't viable. So which was better for me, and that's where I am now. I mean, you know, they say you gotta make you gotta make money to sorry, you gotta spend money to make money. But anyway, we, we, yeah. we won't go into that. But I mean, <laughs> it's no, a little bit too much of a disparity there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's interesting because it's funny because you'd think that Twitch is kind of like, well, anyway, from my point of view, I feel like Twitch would always be something that people come to from youtube but actually a lot of people that actually end up on this show don't really have much of a content creation background so it's kind of almost refreshing that you have some sort of background you know before coming into twitch i mean did you have anything that you could like take from youtube not necessarily in content because you you don't do cooking streams but like what, was there anything yeah. you learned whilst doing like the youtube stuff that you like brought over to twitch I was I had a pretty good handle on the YouTube algorithms and um because I've worked with um anime conventions and festivals and stuff as well I also had a fairly good handle on marketing and so and how to like fandangle social media and how to network and everything so that really really helped have you, I think that's why I managed to kick off so well Have you got like any like examples that come to mind of like things that you knew don't you don't have to give away like any secrets uh, just yet but is there like anything that comes to mind you know in well, regards to something I, that you knew? I definitely knew that you had to have an established sort of like image slash brand. Like my branding from when I started compared to now is completely different. My branding was all like space themed because I love space and I was just like space. 
but I'd kind of like my branding changed and evolved. And I think it's that's a perfectly fine thing to have. Your branding can always change and adapt and evolve. Mm. But I came into it with like full branding. I came into it already having networked and already having an audience built. I came into it with the knowledge that cons- like, you know, consistency was important. And like, you know, I think I had a red light because, you know, consistency and stuff is the same thing from YouTube. If you're not consistent on YouTube, then you... so i came in like fairly prepared through all that stuff and i think that definitely helped yeah i mean i am definitely not consistent on youtube right now i think the last time i uploaded a video was like three weeks ago um so don't take consistency lessons from me folks um (laughs) (laughs) don't look at my youtube for consistency please (laughs) um but so moving on to Twitch. I mean, how long how long have you been streaming on Twitch now? Um, about one year and six and a half months, I guess. Close so, to one year, seven months. Pretty pretty much about the same time as me. Um, yeah. really, we we kind of we kind of started together, and now we're on the same team. I think it was meant to be. I think I think this episode was meant to happen. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you weren't always, um, you know, into, I mean, you are a variety gamer as well, don't get me wrong, but you weren't always into the sort of helping aspect, which is obviously going to be a big part of today's, uh, podcast or what we're going to talk about a bit later on. But, um, what, what did you do when you first started out on Twitch? Um, the very first game I streamed was Subnautica only cause like, like, I got essentially the way I started streaming because I've always wanted to stream, but I never could because my laptop was poo poo doo doo. But my whole like friends and family all got together for me on one birthday and bought me like there's like 20 of them, I think, who all put money in together to get me like a streaming setup. And I was just like, ah. And around, and Subnautica was a game that I was saying I always wanted to play, and it just so much happened to come out at the same time as I started streaming. So. I played a lot of Subnautica. It was my favorite, and I still it's still one of my favorite games. I I wasn't I wasn't a fan to be honest, but I didn't really give the game a try personally, so I don't really have a a proper opinion on that. But so obviously you started streaming with um, Subnautica, and you yeah. already from YouTube you kind of already had this understanding of you know uh, brands and consistency and things, and I did I assume that you sort of tried to enlist all of these concepts into your streams pretty much from the get-go yeah yeah pretty much i definitely did make a few mistakes but as everyone does at the start um but like what what sort of examples of mistakes did you make um just like i think a lot of other people who start on twitch my idea was oh i can stream like you know I was streaming six days a week and I was streaming about seven hours a stream. Sometimes I'd stream nine hours a stream because like I pretty much couldn't work due to chronic conditions. I didn't have anything else to do. But then I kind of realized that not everyone else is housebound like I am. Not everyone else is going to sit there for like a seven hour stream. I sure as heck wouldn't be sitting in on a seven hours stream. I can tell you that much now. <laughs> um, so that was a bit of a learning curve. That was definitely a mistake I made because that just led to burnout very quickly. Mm. Yeah, well, main obviously. Um, and I think another thing as well is your, your audience can sort of burn out as well. I, I mean, like you said, like not everybody is going to be able to commit to like seven or eight hours um streaming but i'm I'm glad that you sort of shared some mistakes because a lot of a lot of streamers 
tend not to be quite as honest about their mistakes and i've always been open about my mistakes you know like there was a time where i thought it would be um clever because i had a good friend that was building up a sort of a support for support community essentially and i thought it would be a good way to sort of replicate what he was doing so i was speaking to him in dms and i started my own and it yeah it was not it was not good and i didn't like it um so it's nice and thank you for sort of sharing you know an example of you know a mistake with us because not many people do um but i i do i do you know i do have a, a special respect for those i do anyway moving on <laughs> um so obviously you uh started off in uh, subnautica and you know you had these mistakes and then you started obviously building your um community um yeah. what was what was the point where you sort of realized that you could make something out of streaming and what was the point where you realized that you had a community um <laughs> probably like the fact that i got like and i don't like to say this too much because i feel like in a sense is bragging but there's always there's always outside reasons for like i got affiliate within a week and within like a couple weeks i had like 20 subscribers and within about a month i was earning consistently hitting the threshold like I have not gone a single time where I haven't hit that payout threshold. And so after like the first like couple months, I was like, hey, I can actually sort of really do something with this. And that's when I sort of started taking it a lot more seriously and doing a lot more research into it, doing a lot more research into networking and doing a lot more um, reading into what I actually wanted to do with Twitch rather than just messing around playing games. Because that's originally what it was just for me. I was just originally just messing around having fun and then i was like wait no business hello <laughs> hi <laughs> um no i'm glad you mentioned business though because that word business people tend to streamers tend to disassociate successful streams with business um and we'll talk about that in a, in just a second but I'm, i am i just thought i'd say i'm glad that you mentioned that because that is a big part of what we're going to talk about today and for anybody listening to this and doesn't quite understand how Twitch is a business, I mean, you'll find out, but um, you should, if you aren't, you should try and think a bit more business-minded, um, you know, especially if you're looking to grow as a career um, on Twitch. But so, yeah. I mean, by the way, can I just say, holy hell, ma making a payout every month, I mean, that's not an easy feat. <laughs> that's uh, That's impressed me. Uh, and I've interviewed a lot of people, and that's that's uh, that's definitely up there with uh, with the uh, things that have impressed me, um, especially oh, after well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I tell you what, but yeah. Before we go ahead and talk and talk a little bit about your content now, let me just ask you of um, a couple of examples of like how you've managed to like. What do you think it's imp is important to maintain? Um, that sort of monthly payout i think it's important to like everyone everyone always answers with provide oh you provide quality content and stuff <laughs> 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 everyone always you've got to provide with, quality content guys you've just got to provide yeah <laughs> uh, everyone talks about quality content but no one ex no one exactly talks about what that content is and I think it's more so like being unapolog just be unapologetically yourself. Don't try and like 
Don't try and mute yourself for people. You know, for instance, my burp. I'm not going to hide that. I had to burp. So damn, I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Being unapologetically yourself helps. Making sure that people who come into your chats and your streams feel immediately welcomed. People are more likely to support you if they feel that sense of community and if they, if they feel welcomed and if they go, hey, I like this person. This person's fairly genuine. So I mm. think those those few things did definitely help. Yeah, just before yeah, just before you came on, I was sort of saying, you know, guys, we have this one rule in chat that whenever somebody new comes into the stream, um, if you are paying attention and you are active in chat, I always, you know, hope that you'll at them and say hello and welcome them in. Um, just because I'm trying to build that sort of level of community and inclusivity for everybody to feel welcome. Um, so for you to sort of validify that is, uh, well, kind of just prove yeah, that's. Point. <laughs> that's actually one of my mod rules like i have like mod things i have mod expectations and i call the mod t expectations tlc like tender loving care and part of those expectations is that whenever someone comes into the chat they need to welcome them if they can catch it and that just sort of helps that sense of community as well yeah i would say and that i familiarity. have i would say that i have mod rules but that would imply that i had mods to start with um, <laughs> one of them's my younger brother, but I think he's actually fast asleep right now. The only real, real active one is uh, Lom's bear, or S Bear, sorry, and uh, she's got a little bear to take care of. So I'm a I'm a lone wolf. I'm a lone wolf, baby. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so obviously that's some great advice, you know, there alone. Um, especially you know telling not telling people, but. Sort of trying to educate people the importance of community and uh, bringing value to to people um, as a community as well, and not just as a streamer but as a community is kind of important. Um, the amount of times where you can go into a, a stream, right, and you don't just recognize the streamer, but you recognize half the people there, and you kind of know the people on the similar level that you do the streamer is kind of something. It's like next level, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what that whole building the community thing is. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> no, uh, so obviously moving on, um, I want to talk about your content now because in this in re in recent times, you and I have been through, I'd say probably a similar experience, right? We both. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this sounds familiar to you, but we both had content that. We were enjoying, but we just weren't happy with the way that things were like going for ourselves. And we had this passion to help other people. And so we decided to do something about it. And that's exactly what you did, right? Pretty much. Like, as soon as I said, as soon as I started taking um, Twitch seriously as a business, which probably would have been about a couple months into my streaming, that's when I was like, what do I want to get out of this? And I decided I want to help people. I want to try and organize this. But it wasn't until recently that I was actually able to implement all that because I wasn't going to start doing that straight away. I wasn't going to be, you know, two months into streaming being like, hey, everyone, I've been streaming for two months, months, and this is what you do. I wanted to, like, wait and give it time and do all that research. So ever since then, I've been researching and reading and listening to podcasts and all that stuff. Only just recently I've built up enough knowledge. Only just recently I've built up enough knowledge where I feel comfortable being able to provide that information to other people. So that's sort of where I was deciding, you know what, I'm going to start doing my breaking the barrier streams. 
I think I think you did right though because there is definitely yeah. there's there's that sort of element of it, isn't there? Where people like you you could it's it's sort of hard to put it in words, but like even if you were like the biggest that like the best marketing guru in the world, if you just come onto Twitch and start being an advocate for this is how to market yourself and grow, people are gonna sort of turn around and be like you don't you've barely been on twitch for like 20 minutes like what what gives you the qualification to teach that and yeah but i think it's, you, yeah <laughs> go on it's a bit of an odd mindset because like people expect you to be able to back your knowledge which i do understand is a fair point you know they want to be able to provide proof sometimes that proof can be like a bit difficult to be able to provide and that's why i did wait until now because you know even though i'm not partner i've done a lot with my twitch career so i if people like start being like well who are you to tell me i can turn around to them and i can turn around and i can be like well i was invited as a guest to an international like to an international like festival i've been on panels i've been in workshops i talk to people in schools i've been on the front page like three separate times i've worked with three different gaming companies. I've done a lot. And then when I start going to that, people are like, oh, but then how do I do that? And then I'm like, well, that's a fantastic question. Let me tell you a story. And then that's how it all starts. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, that's so great. I mean, what 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 drew you to, well, actually, you've kind of already said it, that you know, you've always wanted to try and help other people through that process of business and <laughs> things. So um, that's kind of self-explanatory. But I mean... <laughs> Dare I say that you were sort of? Do I use a do I use a meme and say like walk? Like, am I gonna am I, am I gonna get hated for using that word? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but like, I am. Would it would it be right in saying that you sort of discovered that you could truly go for it? Like once you met Ashney Christ. Um, kind of like I was already sort of looking into that sort of thing actually like because i knew of ashney christ and i knew like what she did and everything but because obviously because i've been researching and obviously she's a very big figurehead in the like stream coaching and teaching community but like i wasn't like i was already sort of preparing things and getting my like things set up trying to figure out a name for what i wanted to do and everything and then my friend turns around and goes why don't you just contact ashney christ and i was like yeah, all right, I'll go do that. And then around the time I went to do that is when the applications opened for the AmFam. And I was like, oh, this this could work out well. <laughs> and it did work out well. It all sort of just joined together. It was good, just, good stuff. Good just stuff. Out, just out of curiosity <laughs> quickly, um, did you actually contact Ashney Christ? I sent, <laughs> I sent her like a Twitter DM being like, Hi, Ashney, just letting you know that, you know, I've been sort of like looking into you lately and you're sort of a big inspiration because I've been wanting to do stuff like this and learning about everything you're doing and your journey and making me happy, blah, 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 blah. It was just, it was just, I, re I read back from the message and I think to myself, I really shouldn't have written that message at 4am because it sounds really bad. <laughs> but like it was, a, I essentially reached out to her and said, you know, hey, yeah, thanks, et cetera, et cetera. I never got a reply or anything like that. But oh. I did get accepted into the Yam fam, so no, I guess the, we made some sort of impact. <laughs> the, the the reason why I ask is because obviously a lot of people feel quite intimidated, and obviously a lot of 
anxiety comes into play when people think about contacting other streamers and bigger streamers and different creators and things. And one thing that I've learned since doing these podcasts is that they are just humans like you and I. And yeah, exactly. They'll reply to your message if they if they have the time to get around to it. And the worst, yeah, yeah. That, especially an established creator, the worst that they will say is no, um, because they're not really going to be unprofessional about it. And uh, and the reason why I bring that up, and the reason why I just asked you about it quickly, because when I first started doing these podcasts, as I know that you're interested in doing some sort of podcast in the future as well, is that when I was starting to approach partners, this was back when I was just a just a small band and I wasn't really established um as a sort of a talk show host or anything i remember i contacted the green dumpling aka seti and he was like the yeah first yeah no, seti. and i was like <laughs> i was like i messaged him on twitter and i was like would you be interested in coming on the talk show and sharing like your journey and things and then i was like i was like so panicked at like the thought of like a, a partner like reading it and like so i tried to like over explain it and then i tried to like turn around and be like oh I said to Seti, like, you don't have to share it on Twitter. You don't have to, like, tweet about it. You don't have to retweet. All you got to do is just show up and talk about it. Like, I was so scared to, like, ask him to do things. Whereas now it's kind of like, I just, I send out, like, like five or six messages to different um, bigger and bigger creators every day. And it's just like, like, you know, you just got to contact them and remember that they're human. Um, yeah exactly that's sort of like my mantra thing I always say you never know you you, you may as well give it a go because you never know and the worst anyone can really say is no well actually the worst anyone can really say is tell you to f off but that's a little bit different you know (laughs) people aren't gonna actually say that because especially in this day and age when like you know you you pick your nose on stream and you're gonna be put on blast for all twitter to see so (laughs) um so Obviously, you know, this has become quite a, I don't want to say a huge part of your content creation, because at the end yeah. of the day, you're still a variety, you know, a variety gamer and you still enjoy gaming. Um, yeah. I do a tiny bit, not as much, but obviously that's like a sort of a growing part of your, of your brand, um, yeah. which takes me on to kind of what I'm going to consider the bulk of this episode, because I I, do, I just want to say before I ask you any questions about it, I just want to say, and you already know this, but I'm going to make it public knowledge for anybody that's listening in or is listening to this in the future. You have what I would consider one of the most beautiful brands and designs I have ever <laughs> seen as a streamer. <laughs> and for anybody that knows Maid Mama will know that she even brings her brand to her hair color which takes dedication, by the way. And I, I just... my brain off my hair colour. <laughs> and I just... I just love it. And when I was... When you turned around and you were like... You were, you said, yeah, I'll help you design something that sort of fits into the sort of genre that my brand is over. I was like... Yeah. I was like... <gasps> like I, I don't know what that noise was. I felt like I was gonna, uh, you know, I just got overwhelmed and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I was, I was like, I was telling Ashley and oh yeah, it was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy twenty minutes, twenty minutes, folks. Um, oh yeah, I'm definitely happy to help. <laughs> Obviously, like time zone wise, it makes it a bit hard to like collaborate, but I'll get stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, why don't you go ahead and 
explain to us how your how the aesthetic of your brand came to be um i've always like i've always loved sort of like that sort of big splash of color things the best way i can probably describe my brand is probably um a mix between splatoon and japanese street art and manga, uh, and manga, I guess. So those are the three things I sort of meshed together to sort of get what I wanted. I knew I wanted to sort of pick a color scheme because when it comes to branding, it's super, super important to have a color scheme because then people are going to recognize that color scheme as part of who you are. Like McDonald's color scheme is like red and yellow. You know, people go, oh, red and yellow. Oh, yeah, that's probably McDonald's. And trying to think of other american brands but that people would relate to but the only brands i can think of are all australian so oops but like so <laughs> to me i was like okay what color do i want i want orange because i love you know orange <laughs> orange like orange is a i love orange so i thought well i'm gonna use orange and then i thought to myself i want to use like sort of a splashes of color and you know a little bit of manga tone in there just sort of have it look like make it look like someone just shoved something on a wall. And so I sort of did that. And then when I was looking for an artist to do some of like my graphic work, I found this person who did exactly what I wanted. And it, they, the characters look so good. They like, they pop out. They're like night and they've sort of got a very, again, they've got like a sort of manga tone feel to them and they look like little animal crossing sort of characters. And I love that. So putting all that together and it did take me a while to eventually put it all together and I'm still tweaking it a little bit here and there, but it ended up working out really well for me. Mm. That's just sort of essentially what I did because I made a list of what I wanted and I looked around to, I looked around at other streamers and thought, does anyone have anything super similar to this? Cause my original, as I said, my original branding was like space and purple because I love space. And then I realized that a lot a lot of streamers have like space as their theme and I was like well I kind of want to be a bit different to that so that's when I started to change it and that's why that's where I am now pretty little manga tone drawings I feel a bit a bit tacked right now because <laughs> space theme <laughs> I have a space theme and the colors are green and purple um, but the colours aren't actually purple because space is purple. The The colour scheme mm -hmm. for me actually came from... Um, the colour scheme personally came from the fact that my favourite colour is uh, green. And my fiance's favourite colour is purple. Well, pink and purple. And yeah. her engagement ring is called a galaxy opal. And it's a type of opal that looks like... Well, it's like it looks like a galaxy. It's kind of like blue and green and a little bit of purple. Um, so yeah, that's cool. even the even the engagement ring is branding. <laughs> yeah, uh, got to be on <laughs> hashtag on brand, right? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel a little bit attacked right now because I am basically everything that you were, <laughs> um, and also the fact that you said you were trying to be something a little bit different, and then I looked at yours and I was like, "That's so different," and I love it, and I and I want something like that. But then I was like, <laughs> and you're like, "Can you make me something <laughs> similar?" And I was like, "No, but I'm happy to do that though." Because, like, doing it with your colours and your sort of interesting style, it still makes it different. It still makes it unique. It's fine. The, 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 the issue is, right, and I'm going to be perfectly blunt here, and I'm probably going to get... A lot of people are probably not going to like me after saying this, but like you, I kind of look at other, pe other streamers' um, like layouts and things, and I look at what I like, and then 
I'll draw inspiration from it. But sometimes I feel like I can draw a little bit too much inspiration from it. And that's why instead of trying to draw inspiration from your content and then turn around and be like, uh, and then turn around to you and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, like you come on the podcast and you're like, I'm pretty sure Mike's just copied my style. I thought, you know what? I'm actually going to approach <laughs> you and I'm actually going to see if you'll be happy to help me, ma- you know, make something that's yeah, similar, yeah. but just different enough to where it's not straight up copying. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the big topic I wanted to discuss with you today, because obviously you are sort of pushing into the, you know, the market of helping other people as I am. Um, I thought yeah, what yeah. would be interesting, especially with how good your branding is, um, is to talk about panels because panels on str- in fact how important would you say panels to uh, are for streamers super important i mean I'm, t- I'm gonna be completely honest if i'm visiting a new stream I'm hope you are. and they have no <laughs> and they have no panels there's a high chance i'm not going to be very interested in the stream because to me it shows that they're not putting in any attention not in any attention like any like effort, effort. Mm. and I actually had someone kind of, um, somebody actually asked me the other day to like look at their channel. And when I look at people's channels, I tend to be fairly honest. I give them apology in advance saying, sorry if this sounds harsh. I'm just giving a straight up honest opinion. You know, no beating around the bush, no sprinkling little sugar on it or whatever. This is just straight up honest opinion. And the honest opinion I gave them was that the fact that they had no panels um, looked a little bit lazy. They were not happy. They went off at me. They were like, I am not lazy. How dare you insinuate that? I just don't know how to do panels. And I was like, that's why I'm here to help you. I'll talk you through them. And then I kind of like tried to like help talk them through them. And then they just sort of left. But yeah, I think that's super, super important. Because again, like it shows who you are. If you're if you're offline or if you're sort of streaming, um, Generally, like, look, let's face it, when people stream, not everyone is going to be paying 100% attention to the streamer. They're going to be doing things in the background. They're going to be, like, reading a webcomic. They're going to be doing work. Or they're going to be, like, you know, general browsing. I kind of do that when I listen to streamers myself. I'll put a streamer on and I'll write in one of my many notebooks. But um, what I also tend to do is that I tend to, like, scroll down. I'm going to scroll down on your page and I look at who the streamer is because like as you're talking and I think to myself oh hey I like this streamer I wonder what else they're about I want to know more about them where can I follow them on social media if you don't have any of that information then I'm not going to be able to like fully connect with you and already and again that's that's so important because that's that whole wanting to build a community and wanting to make it feel like a community and if there's already that disparity then it's already like breaking that connection that I have with you as a streamer, which is why I think it's so important to, if you're going to have any panels at all, at least have an about me, a social and a schedule. Those three panels are the ones that I say you should always have. If even if you don't want to have anything else, those are the three panels I think people should have. Mm, and I think another thing to, to highlight as well um, would be having that one panel that sticks out amongst yeah. the rest because at the end of the day, you're under your panels, you are going to have a lot of information and you are going to want one section of your panels to really be what draws people's attention in to focus on that particular content. Um, uh, and you, yours is your about me, right? Yeah, so that's, that's definitely, that's more of like a design aspect than anything else. Because when, 
Like people process images quicker than they process words. So as soon as you look at a page, your mind has immediately made up whether or not it likes the page or not. And like that's just that's just that's just our brains and that's just design. So from a design perspective, if you have one panel that is bigger than the rest or a slightly different shape than the rest or like a slightly different color to the rest, then your eye is immediately going to be drawn to that panel. And then that also allows your eye to sort of move along the screen. So if you look at a panel and you go, oh, okay, and then you can sort of like, sort of like your eyes does that rather than your eyes being like, what? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a very important thing to have at least one main panel in my opinion as well. Yeah, I was I was speaking um, on Friday about panels a little bit and said how naturally we read from left to right in most cases. So once you've drawn the attention to the panel, you're quite generally going to read from left to right in terms of the yeah. panel. So you sort of, like you just suggested, sort of like a wavy line, you're sort of going to go, you know, read, then go down, read, down, read along, kind of like reading a book. So um, it's, it's quite important to make sure that the panel that you want to draw attention to is obviously near the top because it'd be counterproductive if it was at the very bottom um yeah exactly um but so just say again what the what the most important panels do you think are um and about me links to your mm -hmm. socials and a schedule because so, for instance if i am enjoying you as a streamer i want to know when you're going to be on it if i want to follow any of your social media i want to be out of people are lazy we we are inherently lazy if we don't have that instant availability, we're not going to go searching for it. If I see, oh, cool, the Mike James on um, Twitch and I like who you are and I can't immediately click to your Twitter, I'm not going to be bothered trying to go and find your Twitter. I have better things to do. We live in a world of like instant gratification online. So it's important to be able to have everything available there, ready to go for people to click on. And then, of course, you're about me. I think you're about me needs to essentially have a few different elements. Tell me to stop if I'm rambling here. No, no, I, I'm not, I, I, I wasn't going to tell you to stop because I enjoy that you're rambling. And as the guest, I'm Rambles. hoping that you'll keep rambling and keep rambling because what you're saying yeah. is absolutely golden. But I do want to mention before we talk about the information inside the panels, um, I did want to sort of talk to you about um, the sort of, I'll call it the Discord panel, but it's kind of like the yeah. community panel. And it, that's like the other panel that I tend to tell people is like one of the main like panels that they should have simply yeah, yeah. because simply because yeah people are going to follow your twitch and if they know when you're live aka the schedule panel they will tune back into your stream um you know if they can and they will come and watch you again but I kind of feel like in this environment of streaming um I feel like we also need to be working harder on building our sense of community so i always tell yeah. people personally that having a discord but it doesn't have to necessarily be discord that's why i say like the community panel um it could be like a page like a website a forum um you know i've had people that you know, use reddit um and have a subreddit for their content as like their see this is one. where i can offer you a slightly different opinion as a female streamer as a female streamer i don't personally have my discord publicly linked and publicly available because um when i, I did used to have that i used to have discord linked underneath my like different all my other different social media and stuff 
but I got so many trolls and so much bullshit that I now just have it as like a option in my chat that if people want the discord they can find the discord but having it publicly available for me made me very open and very susceptible for trolling even though I have like five moderators on my discord my discord is fairly like set down like you can't join unless your account is more than a day old you have to have verification and all that stuff. I still got fairly like heavily trolled. And I think to my personal self, I just thought to myself, I'm not dealing with this. I'm just going to make the discord like community section a little bit harder to join, like just a little bit harder to find that way. If people want to find it, they can find it, but if they're not looking for it, then they're not going to be able to easily access it. That's just my little extra opinion. with See, the discord. That that's kind of interesting though. No, no, but that you you raise a valid point. I mean, would you? I I hate. I really hate to sort of go into it from this perspective, but would you recommend that to all female streamers? And I, I think that. it's a case by case. I honestly mm. think it's a case by case situation. You need to be able to assess what you want to do. If you're like, for instance, if I didn't constantly have that at the beginning. I probably still have my Discord publicly. Of, I'm going to have to turn that thing off. That sun is getting in my eyeballs. <laughs> um, if I if I didn't have that trolling right at the start, I probably would wouldn't have bothered like having my Discord hidden behind a like command like you know exclamation mark Discord. So I honestly do think it's a case mm. by case scenario, and I also think it depends on how active your mods are because I still do get like I still do get the occasional like people coming in and being. Being good old fashioned buttheads, and my mods are very quick quick to jump on it now. But like when I was just starting out, of it, and this was the first couple of months of streaming, I didn't have all that super amount of support and everything like that. So for me, mm. it was better for me to sort of like put it just on the back burner for now. But if I was to say reassess myself in like a couple months, there's a chance that I probably would be like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll probably put my Discord out in the open more. But I want to like make sure my Discord is like also perfect like i think that and this is something that i am fully a big advocate of is that if you're linking to anything on your site whether it's your patreon your discord a forum or reddit or whatever it needs to be finished don't link things that are half done mm. like i've seen people link their patreons on their like panels and the patreon has absolutely nothing on the panel and i'm just like what am I looking at? I'm not looking at anything. So it's the same thing. Like my Discord is fairly finished, but it's not at the level where I want it to be, where I want it to be like publicly there all the time either. But uh, I do remember though, because I asked you to do a review, a review of my channel and I yeah. saw on the VOD that you clicked on the, the you clicked <laughs> on my Patreon panel. And when I made the Patreon, I specifically spent about half a day writing everything up and making it. Yeah finished i mean i still need to improve upon it um and to be honest i am a little bit laid back on the patreon simply because i just don't have the level of commitment to it yet that requires me to sort of work on it and i'll talk a bit about that um in a, yeah. a different point of time because that's not today's subject but like I, I as soon as you clicked on it i sort of had that moment where i was where i was like <laughs> no. i was like well part of me was like no don't click on my patreon but then the other part of me was like Mm, it's finished. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yours was fine. Like it was, <laughs> it was polished. Like, honestly, I didn't read through absolutely everything because I assessed things from somebody who would be coming in and doing like a first quick look, and mm. that's sort of how I do it because that's how most people are going to go about it. 
No, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is fine. Whereas other people had nothing, and I was just like, no, don't link that. Don't, don't link that. No. <laughs> no, instead, you just read my about me and then slander my ability to write correct English instead. <laughs> <laughs> it is well known that I am terrible at wording things and, you know, having correct grammar. Um, <laughs> um, and it's not laziness, uh, just generally is I'm just that bad at, you know, uh, grammar and punctuation and things. But anyway, moving yeah. swiftly on. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the content of panels, because a lot of people in my mind, especially after doing some recent review channel reviews and things, yeah. a lot of people don't have good information in their panels and this isn't an attack on anybody but i don't know if you feel the same but i feel like a lot of people have very underdeveloped panels when it comes to twitch accounts a lot of people have sort of the same thing like a lot of people have hi i'm name here and i'm a variety streamer and i stream this come watch me my favorite like... my favorite games are gta <laughs> minecraft fortnite <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think it's good to list what sort of games you play in your about panel. But, you know, at the end, I think it's so important in your about panel is to make me invested into who you are as a person. So, like, and I sort of, like, say these are the, make yourself a story. And to make yourself a story, you should start off with a few of these things. You start from where you've come from. So I'll be like, hi, everyone, I made, you know, I used to work in a maid cafe because people go, oh, maid cafe. Oh, okay, that's different. Cool. And, I, you know, I used to work in a maid cafe and I did, did baking videos on YouTube. So that's my, that's aware. And then, like, that's where, if you've already got your who you are, where you're from, then what am I doing? I'm a variety streamer. I also do my breaking the barrier streams. I believe in breaking down the barriers when it comes to learning about Twitch and growing your channel. And then where I'm coming from, I want to make, I want to make this a bit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and if once you have your who, you, who you are, where you come from, what you're doing and where you want to go with your channel, all of a sudden you've got like a nice little tiny story there and you know so much more about who you are rather than just, I play games. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is like, it's, it's kind of like lining if you put it into sort of like a metaphor or something, it's kind of like lining a hundred people up, putting them in all the exact same uniforms and then looking at them all in a line and sort of trying to pick apart what sets them apart from each other. And it's kind yeah. of like, sell me a little bit. Like, we, look, I'm not asking you to dress up with like a mohawk and like big flashy colors and things like that, but you know, it's kind of the same thing as when people get dressed now. I don't know. Well, actually, it's not the same in the UK, and I don't know about Australia, but um, in America, when you go to school, you kind of get to wear your own clothes, and whereas in the UK, you have to wear a uniform. Um, we we had a uniform, but it was <laughs> never really well enforced. <laughs> um, so when in the US, at least, in most schools, yeah. you can kind of just dress as you want. And the reason why you dress in certain ways is because your dress code, apart from just being a comfortable bit of clothing, you'll tend to wear things that represent you as a person. So try to, you know, imply that in the content of your panels. So obviously you said like your location and things like that. Another thing that I like to suggest is trying to have what, you know, what I call a hook. And that's kind of like something at the very beginning. In fact, you mentioned it as well about like, you know, owning a maid cafe. Yeah. It's kind of like, have that hook that like draws people in and makes people yeah like, exactly like what like i have the one of the best quotes 
um, that I've ever heard, and I heard it. It's by um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, thank you. His name just yeah. whoosh. Uh, it's by Jim Carrey, <laughs> and he was given a speech at a graduation, um, and he was basically talking about his dad because his dad was uh, an accountant. Uh, he wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. Um, he settled for being an accountant, and basically um, his dad was laid off from that job. Um, so he settled for comfort, but comfort laid him off, uh, and he didn't pursue his dreams because of it. So, um, if you want to read the, the, the quote, you can sort of scroll down and read it, uh, read it. Um, it's at the very first yeah. line of the about me panel. However, um, I always sort of recommend that like hook that's going to draw people in. Um, and I mean, I was going to sort of move on and sort of ask you a little bit about, um, you know, like having content in your social panels, but I mean, do you what sort of advice do you give people about social panels because i mean to me i always think that social panels are quite self-explanatory if you're looking for somebody's twitter as long as it's clearly listed with a link or with a clickable panel you're going to be able to click straight through to it like you mentioned earlier right yeah yeah um so like is there any is there any sort of more advice that you would give for like a social panel or is that kind of just the general gist of things I think, like, with social panels, like, it's good to always offer something. For instance, I mean, and I'm going to go into this a little bit more about the subsection as well. Like, if you're going into somebody's, like, subsection as, like, in dis- <laughs> if you're telling people in Discord or if you're saying to people, hey, yeah, guess what? If you sub to me, you get access to my sub-only Discord. Why would I care? Mm. Like, you know, you've got to tell me, like, give information, give value to that social media. Like, you know, YouTube, like, I mean, I personally just have links. Like, I just have YouTube, Twitter, Insta, like, just simple and straight up like that. But um, when I subsection, I have more information about, like, um, subs, like, subs. I say, you have access to a sub-only Discord. And then I give information as to what you get in those Discords. So I think it's good. You can have sort of go one of two ways. If you want to keep it short and simple, just have the link. But if you want to be able to pe- offer people something and provide like quality content, or not, sorry, that's the wrong wording. If you want to provide like you want to a provide quick in- incentives, right? Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to provide an incentive for people to click on that. Like, why do I want to watch your YouTube? You can say I do like in- informative YouTube videos on how to grow on social media. Oh, cool, that's interesting. I have a sub only Discord where I we do like you know special one-on-one coaching sessions and i have a like minecraft server that only subs can access and all of a sudden that sounds much more enticing than join my discord please Uh, because let's face it every single streamer these days has a discord i've seen streamers with like five followers and maybe one zero to one average viewers have a discord so it's just it's good to like try and give people reason to join your discord because a lot of people are going to be a part of a lot of discords and you need to make mm-hmm. you need to make your discord a place where people will want to be active in and will want to participate in and will want to stay in and not leave after a week because they're bored that's kind of like a point yeah. that my community knows that I'm currently trying to work on is making the discord a little bit more um attractive per you know to to use a, a lack of a better term uh, because right now I am terrible at Discord, and <laughs> everybody knows this. Yeah. It's not it's not <laughs> a new fact. I am terrible with Discord because we were talking about this just before we started recording. Is that because of the amount of Discords that I'm in, and it kind of ties into your point, right? The amount of Discords that I'm in. If I'm oh sorry, if I'm opening up Discord to check my 
on Discord, I feel inclined to check all of the, like, I think about 18 other Discords that I'm in. Yeah. And I just can't help it. It's because I've got all the notifications. I just don't want to leave them there. I feel inclined. So I tend not to open it. And that's just me. That's not everybody. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, I, I did want to sort of ask you, um, because obviously when people listen to this in the future, um, they might be, you know, RPG streamers, um, MMO streamers. Um, obviously, you mentioned incentives. Now, we are going to be talking about incentives um, in a later episode of the podcast um, down the line with a with a, a different creator who Maid Mama also knows as uh, Taylor is here. Um, we're going to be talking about incentives a bit, a little bit more. But what what sort of quick examples of incentives for other streamers? Because obviously, you know, talking about incentives for us are things like you know channel reviews, blah, 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 yada yada yada. And I'm sure you have other ones that relate to your gaming as well. But just quick examples that you can think off the top of your head for, let's say, a Fortnite streamer, for example. I don't play Fortnite. I don't know anything oh, that no, Fortnite what? streamers are going <laughs> You're supposed to just improvise here. You're supposed to... Um, <laughs> flossing dance videos? Yeah, let's, let's go with that, guys. Let's go with that. Okay, no, see, this is where I'm going to go into another one of my partnered made on my rooms. I think when it comes to subscribers and it comes to incentives, people get so hung up on incentives and what they can offer people who subscribe to them. I have people who are like sending out like physical letters to every single subscriber every month. I have people who are like bending over backwards, like sending artwork and making up all this cool stuff. And I mean, that's great and all, but you're running at a loss there. You got to remember that like, you know, for instance, a tier one sub, you know, Twitch takes like in general, generally about half of that. So you're getting like $2.50 of that. And if you're sending a letter to every single sub who gets it, all of a sudden that's like generally about $2 to send a letter. You're getting 50 cents and that's just not value. You don't put in value on yourself. I think it's so important as a streamer to focus on your community first and incentives later, because at the end of the day, people will subscribe for that sense of community and for you as a streamer. I can guarantee you, 95% of subscribers are not subscribing for any sort of incentive. Incentives are great, but they should be secondary to what you're doing. That's mm. just a little bit of a rant I wanted to say there. <laughs> I mean, you're, it makes sense, though, because obviously I wanted to talk about incentives because yeah. having incentives, it's a bit like the like the the... Don't like calling it donation goal, but like the donation goal, aka the tip goal, is yeah, is is a good incentive to have because if people are going to want to support you, then at least they can understand what their support is going towards. Um, yeah, exactly. And I do, I, I do feel you on that, and I do say a lot of the time, like it's hard as well because I'm sure me and you would sit here and try and help people, but some people just really have a strong sense of imposter syndrome to a point of where they just, they can't feel like they are the reason why people should subscribe. They feel like there has to be another reason um, to why yeah. people, you know, want to support them. And it's the same people that sort of say, um, you know, I want, um, you know, I play this game because this game brings in viewers when it's just your personality and the way that you connect with that game that brings in the viewers. It's not the game 
um and the yeah, game exactly. is just the, the lens of a camera if you like it's just what you look through to see the personality on the other side which is you so yeah i think you make a very very valid point yeah but i mean in- incentive wise if you do want some incentive suggestions what I generally do is I do, as I said, I have a sub-only section in my Discord. But what I offer in my sub-only section in my Discord is they get all my videos early. They get to have early access to anything I'm working on. So I'm working on an ebook. They get a little bit of information about that. They get like they get to see my new emotes before anyone else. They get to see like they get to be like involved in what I'm doing with the channel. Like I'll be like, hey, I'm looking at doing this with the channel. I'm letting you guys know first. What do you guys think? They actually get to be actively involved in the direction of my channel to a certain extent as well. Um, they also have like a sub-only Minecraft server, so they all get to play on that. We also have like fun phone calls and stuff, which we sort of start off as a sub-only, then we open up to everyone else. So like, you know, they have a few, like it's perks that don't really cost me anything, except for the Minecraft server, that costs me money, but the subs essentially pay for that server. But like, this is all stuff that, means that I have to do very little in return for them getting a decent amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. And like, you know, you're getting and receiving and the worth of things. If you can do things that make people feel appreciated, that means a lot to them, et cetera, et cetera. That's fantastic. Like another thing that I've recently implemented is that, um, and as I said, it's similar to the letter thing. I do send a letter out to one random subscriber a month, but just the one. Because, you know, if I'm, if I'm getting like, if I'm on, I think I'm on like 107 subscribers or whatever at the moment, and I'm sending out just the one letter, that's, that's not like making me lose any money. That's just sort of like a cool, hey, you wonder who's getting the letter this time. And eventually, whoever subscribes, eventually everyone's going to get a letter because if you've had a letter before, you don't get another one sort of thing. Mm. And um, sometimes I used to do another thing where I used to send a digital postcard. And that was sort of a fun thing as well. And that didn't cost me anything because I designed the postcard myself in Photoshop, digital signature and all that stuff. And the only thing that cost me was the like 30 seconds it took to send the email. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you've listed some sort of great examples and great things that you do and have done. And yeah. the reason why I asked you to do that is because, you know, creativity is not something that everybody has and that's not something that you should be upset about some people are naturally quite creative some people naturally aren't creative and you know struggle to think of certain things so by you getting to list a couple of examples that might get something to switch in their brain and be like ah that's like a really cool idea like what i did earlier what i did earlier on on twitter was i you know i don't know if you saw the tweet that i made about um talking about money and content creation but i had somebody um that came to me and i was like oh you know if you want to try and build up some some money obviously create content that brings value to people and they will support you if they want to but another great thing is incentives and they were like oh well i don't know what to do for incentives Uh, i have no incentives and i was like uh, i literally just turned around and i said right give me skills that you're good at and and this this goes for anybody else listening in by the way and this might be something that you take away maid mama because i've taken a lot from you this might be time to give back i don't know you (laughs) might you might not you might not like this but what I did was I said to that person, give me some skills that you're good at and some hobbies that you like to do. And straight away, you know, they tried to be modest. Oh, well, I don't really have skills. You know, I do the occasional drawing, this, that, and the other. And I said to them, and then they said, oh, one of my hobbies is I like to, uh, you know, the sort of try to pass it off really quickly. Like, I like to occasionally crochet. 
and I instantly clicked and I thought, out of everything that you've listed, crocheting is like the most unique aspect that you've listed. So I said, yeah. why don't you start like a big Twitch themed crocheted banner and do it in small, maybe like three inch by three inch squares. And for every tier one sub that you get or every tier two sub that you get, just add one tiny square. So it doesn't take long, doesn't take much material because wool is really cheap. Just ask them, yeah. you know, if you can buy like a couple of cheap spools of wool, just ask them what colour they want to add to the banner and then just stitch their initial into it or something. And for a good crocheter, that would literally take like five minutes um, and they can just crochet a little square and then just attach it to an overall bigger banner. And then that way subs are contributing to something that they might see on screen and, you know, they could hang it behind them. And instantly they were like, they were like, oh my God, that's such a clever idea. I never would have thought about that. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. <laughs> it's like just asking people what they are good at and what they like, you can kind of start to break down. So yeah, you don't have to be creative to make, you know, to to build incentives, but just, you know, go to these people, go to me or Maid Mama or Taylor is here or yeah. Ashley Chris or anyone like that and just throw some ideas around and I'm sure we'd all be happy to help. I'm well happy to help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, um, you know, there's so much more that, I think we could talk about um but obviously we are coming up to the one hour point and obviously um you are i take it still under a bit of a deadline um mama i have about an hour and a half to two hours so i'm good oh fair enough um so just sort of <laughs> like <laughs> i thought you know i was starting to speed up a little bit there because i was like I'm pretty no sure you're fine yeah it. I, I have um, a house inspection, so people, I, you know, but, but it's like they generally don't come till about 9.30, 10 o'clock, so you're fine. Ah, phew. All right, well, I can relax now. I'll go get a cup of tea. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, generally, um, you know, panels, are, uh, you know, are really important to creating a good-looking Twitch page. Now, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about um, is because, obviously, there's a lot more that makes a good Twitch channel and one of the first things that you look at is the banner um, that's above yes. the channel. Um, yes. Now, I wanted to talk about this. Now, first, I want you to give your take on banners, and then I'll give you my take. I think banners are important. Not everyone, like, no, not, like, a good 90% of people are going to look at your banner. But people who are looking at reviewing channels or people who are, like, you know, a company who's going to look at your channel, a potential sponsor who's going to look at your channel, there's a high chance they're going to look at the banner. There's also certain sites that you can that you link your Twitch to, and it actually shows the banner, and then like it shows the banner, and then it just shows your profile picture. I've noticed that as well. Um, so I think banners are, super, like, are important. Don't ignore them. Banners are something that it's, it's there. It's there for a reason. Use it. I, my opinion is if it's something that you can fill out, you fill it out. Just fill it out. It's important. It's there for a reason. Tall. <laughs> Absolutely. Just do tall. it. But no, the, the reason why <laughs> I bring that up is because personally, um, I, I do agree with what you're saying. You know, it is important to fill out spaces. Yeah. You never want to leave it blank. But you've you've obviously got quite a nice Twitch banner, and it's something that makes the overall aesthetic of your channel really nice. But personally, I always I always tell people. 
and you're probably going to hate me for this, but I always tell people not to worry too much about putting too much effort into the banner because obviously a lot of people don't have Photoshop skills and rely on other people to make their stuff, which in turn costs them money. I typically tell people that if you can afford it or if you can create stuff, then create something, even though Twitch is terrible at sort of utilizing that banner space and um, you know, resizing things correctly. I always tell people to just try and keep the banner minimal because most people don't even check it. And for the occasional time that people do check it, as long as it's kind of on brand and, uh, you know, kind of contains the color scheme that your brand, you know, represents. uh, Yeah, but you're still telling people to do the banner. So that's fine. That's good. Like, I don't have an issue with that because, I mean, you're right. It is, like, not something that is super super important but it is still something that you should have i think yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but obviously (laughs) i I was only saying it from the point of the fact that you know yours is is somewhat detailed and i would never you know personally i mean my banner is like quite old it's still got that spacey purpley theme that we were laughing about a bit earlier on um, because I just Same. haven't updated it in so long, and I know it's terrible of me. I know, I know, but anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, offline screens. What's your opinion on offline screens? They are important to have. <laughs> I, I know that a lot of people tend to like host as many people as they possibly can, which yeah, it's cool, it's cool. But hosting really only ever helps the other person. It doesn't help you. So I think it's, you should you should have a good mix between hosting people and not hosting people. Because if I'm to click on a page and you're not online, it's important for me to have in like your <laughs> offline your offline picture is big. It is so big. They could do so much stuff with it. I can say hi, I'm offline, and then I can give a whole paragraph on what my streams are. And then I can have like my social media handles and then I can have a fancy picture. There's so much space space to utilize in an offline like banner. And I see so many people who just say currently offline. And whilst there is nothing inherently wrong with that, I just think that it's just a wasted opportunity. I think if there's any, if there's any place that you can be unapologetically yourself and any place that you can shove every part of who you are, your social media, your branding, your Discord, your whatever. If that's any place that you want to shove that into people's faces, it's your Twitch page. Because that's where that's where you should be unapologetically yourself. So put all that information there. Put, you know, Made Mama is like, for instance, I've got Made Mama is currently offline. And then I've got a little tiny paragraph on about what I do. Like I'm gonna quickly look at it right now. So I'll be like, follow for live notifications. Streams are Sunday, Thursday, 8 p.m. Australian Central Standard Time. Pull the variety streamer with a diet of chips. A diet of chips. Sunday we do breaking the stream barriers, you know, with streams that's focused on like, you know, I give all that information there because it's quick, it's simple, it's eye-catching, and then I've got my Twitter, my YouTube, and my Instagram, and then I've got a little tiny picture of myself being all wrapped up in cords because I just think it's fun and cute. Um, so I my opinion on offline banners is get them, utilize them to the fullest extent, and shove who you are and what you're doing into people's faces because that's that whole thing of um iconography and brand consistency because the more that you have who you are in people's faces the more people are going to recognize that as you like the more stuff i've put of myself out there 
the more that people are going to go out there, they're going to glance at that and go, oh, that style, that's made mama. Or, hey, yeah, that picture, that's made mama. And that's what you want. You want that recognition. The yeah. girls aren't ashamed of shoving their brand everywhere. It's on everything. It's on their chips. Um, I really want McDonald's right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's on their chips. It's on their nuggets. It's on their milkshakes. It's, it's on everywhere. And it's the same sort of, like, you know, the same sort of thing. As your channel. Put it everywhere on your channel. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I do share your sort of notion on, you know, posting other people. Um, now, I do want to sort of make a disclaimer that by what me and Maid Mama are saying, um, we aren't we aren't saying that you shouldn't support um, other creators and or other individuals mm. at all. But just hear me out here. Well, hear us both out for a second, and I'm sure Maid Mama will give her own take on this in just a second. But the 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 problem is in 2019 is there there are currently. Um, I think about thirty-five thousand Twitch partners, and then there's about three—was uh, it three hundred or six hundred thousand affiliates? I can't remember. Crazy number of affiliates, right? Yeah. Now you try and you try and picture yourself in the same room as six hundred thousand. Let's just say six hundred thousand affiliates, right? You're in a room full of six hundred thousand people. So say you're in a football stadium, six hundred thousand people, right? Now, if you're sat there trying to be the loudest person in the room by highlighting the guy next to you unless if it's to show something that you've to reflect something that you've done generally you're just giving free advertisement to that other guy plus if i'm yeah. coming to that let's call him that guy in fact let's call him philip if i'm going to philip um to see his content and he's hosting somebody else and i leave philip's channel to see who he's hosting Philip isn't ever going to get that follow. And in this day and age and in this market, you kind of, I, I, I always say you kind of need to make, um, be a little bit selfish when it comes to your own channel. And like Made Mama beautifully oh, yeah, puts it, beautifully puts it, you've got to be unapologetically yourself. And I really think you've got to push that on your Twitch channel. I really think you've got to make it all about you. It might be, in fact, make it all about you so much to a point of where it's that little bit uncomfortable. Um, it's probably the, I make the... people uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, you eat a giant donut in front of forty people. I can't imagine that. You know. <laughs> it, by the way, that was beautiful content. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, my my point is, I don't understand which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we 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 bust our asses to help people and. You know, we we might get like uh, a good standing of average, but then you know, do something stupid like eat a giant donut on stream, and boom, next it, you're next ninja <laughs> baby. Let's go. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm gonna quickly segue into another channel I know, um, and he streams a static picture of a jar of peanut butter, and he consistently has a hundred plus viewers, and it's just a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Content. C top quality content, I guess. <laughs> mm. I saw, uh, but I mean, I go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I suppose moving quickly back onto the hosting thing versus hosting versus not hosting. Um, I'm not saying don't host people. I think it's it's very good to host people. You know, it's great. Like I'll host people after I finish streaming if yeah, I'm yeah, busy doing something and I'm watching someone and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is cool. I'll give them a host. I would like try and help them out a bit. I'll also every now and again I'll like post to Twitter and be like, "Hey, I'm watching this person while I'm working on stuff. Give them a watch and sort of thing," because like and that sort of stuff helps. But also, 
remember yourself look after yourself first and foremost and again i know that sounds selfish but in a world where there are like two million twitter users not twitter two million twitch users and like <laughs> six hundred thousand affiliates or whatever it is and only like twenty five thousand partners or whatever the exact numbers are it's important to like be a little bit more self-aware and be a little bit more like progressive in being selfish it's important to look after yourself another thing as well is that if if say for example i'm going to your channel um yeah. you know because i'm going for a specific um banner or i'm going to just read something on your channel i've clicked on your channel from say an online news article and you're hosting let's say you're hosting i don't know philip again if you're hosting philip and i'm going to your channel because i'm going there for you i'm not necessarily gonna and i hate to say it you know in such a blunt manner but i'm just being real with everybody i'm not gonna care about philip Right, I'm there. I'm there for Maid Mama. She's what. Oh, Philip. I don't look right. Philip's a I'll great guy and all, but <laughs> but I'm going there because I saw something or something drew me to you. Now I have no reason to care for Philip. I have no reason. Yes, he might have a moment in his stream that might draw me in. That works. That's like that's like you know expecting one moment to win somebody over. Um, by pure chance so it's gonna happen it is but not very often and you can yeah. and you will get people coming into your stream and they'll be like oh i came from this person's channel they were hosting you it will happen from time to time i'm not saying it never will i'm just saying that it's better personally from you know the standpoint that we're in right now to me anyway i always say that yeah. it's better to make it about you and to try and have your offline screen um present um as much as possible when you know when you are actually offline you don't want to be like live but showing your offline screen <laughs> uh, it just <laughs> makes me laugh i don't know if you saw the clip the other day i uh i was talking about i was talking about this exact thing and i was like so if i go to my channel right now and i show you who i'm hosting and i just had a complete brain fart because obviously when i'm live i'm not going to be hosting anybody so I, I saw that, panel. yeah, and you're like, who am I hosting? <laughs> oh, I'm alive. <laughs> I was like, for God's sake, Mike, you're alive. You're not hosting anybody. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was fun times. <laughs> I did see that. Um, but, I mean, do, do you think there's anything um, to do with channels that I may have missed that you think is important to discuss from your point of view? I mean... I could talk all day about what people what, like things are good to have in channels and what things are not good to have in channels. Like I can turn around and say the importance of like thumbnails and titles. And I could talk about the importance of like, you know, we've already spoken about panels and banners. I could talk about the importance of making sure it's even across all your social media and your iconography or everything. So there's a lot to discuss about channels in general, I think. It just depends on what you want to narrow it down to talk about. Like, and I mean, if you want to, I can go into detail on what I think is super important about having an eye-catching thumbnail and an eye-catching title if you want. Yeah, sure. Why not? We're here, to, we're here for a bit. So mm -hmm. like, and I think, so the directory... Oh boy, the Twitch directory, something that we all both love and hate. When you're scrolling down the Twitch directory, there are two things that will generally make you want to click on that stream, the thumbnail and the title. Generally, if the thumbnail looks a little bit like, you know, it looks interesting and eye-catching and eye-catching and it's a game I like, I'll click on it. 
Um, if I'm not too fond of the thumbnail, I'll look at the title. If the title says something like, help me get to PAX, smiley face, I'm not going to click on it. Because, like, not that if I don't want to help somebody get to PAX, but it's just that for me personally, that title doesn't resonate with me. But if the title was something like, um, you know, my, uh, like Minecraft with 100 ke Minecraft, but with 100 creepers, I'd be like, <laughs> and I'll probably click on it because I hate creepers and I want to see somebody else suffer just as much as I suffer. You know, it's all about like trying to get that attention. Like generally the first, I think it's about 36 characters or 40 characters of your um, title is what people will see first. So those first, I'm going to say 36 just because it's a shorter one. Those 36 like characters need to be eye-catching. They need to be short, they need to be sweet, and they need to like bring in the attention. This is where you can make it a little bit clickbaity. I know that clickbait is sort of like a little bit of a, oh no, a bit of a faux pas, but um, it's so important to like make it eye-catching because if you can make that entertaining, people will click on it. I've got a good instance, for instance, the other day I was playing Minecraft and I wrote Minecraft, but it's always night. And I had that just in big capital letters. And people were like, people were coming in and then they were like, but why is it always nighttime? Why are you, why are you like, they, that, that was literally the first thing that they were talking about. They came into the stream. They said, I came into the stream because you said something about it's always being nighttime. Why? And that's sort of the thing that you want. You want people to come into the stream because you're offering something that they think will be entertaining. So that's like the title is important. And then of course you've got your thumbnails and thumbnails are a bit hard because they sort of give you like a random snippet of whatever you're doing like right now the thumbnail will be my face and your face and you know nice little green background sort of thing and that's cool that's cool that's like <laughs> fairly clickable but like if your thumbnail is like you know you know doesn't if, if there's, there's nothing super interesting about your thumbnail compared to all the others people are going to look at the title after that so there's a couple of things i think people should also focus on when doing stuff with their channel yeah i mean I, we, i'm not going to go into this topic with you because <laughs> this is like an entire stream topic, but things like webcam versus no webcam obviously can help in, um, you know, in thumbnails and things. A lot of people will say that they only click on thumbnails that have webcams and, you know, this, that and the other. And it's, it is a hard world out there, especially when it comes to thumbnails. Yeah. But I actually didn't have, well, actually I did know about, titles and you know i didn't know about making them catchy and things like that but um it, it, I, i'm glad that you shared um another great example with us um <laughs> you know like just sort of making people question why like why you're doing it like that or why you know getting people coming in and asking why gives you the chance to engage with them and the community to engage with them and then they turn around and like huh I actually quite like this stream, or I like this stream. I'm going yeah, to hang around for a exactly. bit. Drop that follow. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, I think ultimately though, you have this whole huge host of knowledge, and like you said, I don't even doubt for a moment that me and you could sit here for the next two hours or hour and a half and or hour and talk about different elements. However, obviously, the main topic of discussion today was panels, um, as well as sharing your journey. So I do want to step away from 
all the Twitch advice a little bit and go back to you because you are a fantastic person. You are a genuinely funny creator and obviously you're part <laughs> of the AmFam. So obviously, um, naturally, I've got to share some sort of potato we love um, for you. So obviously, I want to talk a little bit about your... <laughs> um, <laughs> even though you are technically being a little bit of a yam cannibal right now by eating chips or crisps all the time um, <laughs> but obviously going back to you for a moment what's in your future for Made Mammoth well I'm definitely doing more work with my breaking the barrier streams I'm actually like pretty stoked i have to say i have yeah. a waiting list of like 11 or 12 people and i'm sitting there thinking oh boy was not expecting <laughs> that i've even got people who are saying oh do you do like paid paid like consultations if i pay you can i sort of get in first and i'm just like not yet but in the future maybe sure <laughs> i told them that i'm not comfortable with like being paid for my consultations at this point in time because i feel like i'm not at that level if they want to give me money after their consultation, they're more than welcome to as a donation, like, you know, or a tip, I should say. Like, they they can do you. I'm kind can of I, looking at I, an evil... Sorry, 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 can I just interject a second? Yes. Because I... Well, actually, I'm not going to get smug just yet. I actually want to say what I've got on my mind. Because instantly, as soon as you said that you don't feel comfortable taking money... Now, look, I get that. And obviously, I'm not saying that you should if you don't feel comfortable. But... What I do want to stress to you directly, and in fact, you know, you know what, not just you, to everybody, right? If you are streaming or you are doing something for somebody, please, especially you, do not feel bad um, for taking money, um, to, you know, as payment for your time to necessarily look at somebody's channel because ultimately and I get and in the photography industry we have this a lot people always undervalue themselves they'll do like a photography session for like you know like five to fifty dollars and then they'll produce beautiful images but they just have no confidence in themselves they don't think they're at that level yet yeah I'm saying it they don't think they're at that level yet but they're still using and utilizing their time and skill to deliver a product yeah. or service to somebody so don't sell yourself short you know yeah that's like that's what i would generally tell other people as well <laughs> like i need to take my own advice because <laughs> i know because if somebody else said that exact thing i'd be like i don't i i'm not i don't know if i can swear on this podcast or not so i'd be like excuse me just excuse me no you get paid so i don't need to listen to my own advice sometimes <laughs> I think you do. But I like... think you really need because if somebody says to you, "Would you be willing for me to pay?" That, to, to be honest, look, I think what you're doing is already probably the best route for you personally. You know, just sort of saying if you feel like you know giving it as a as a gift afterwards, then that's perfectly fine. But I also think if you feel like you, if that's a direction you want to go down, I feel like you should just you should just start it. It doesn't matter if you're you're partnered or not. Yeah. You've got the experience, See? you've got the knowledge, and you've got the time and you give good valued you know feedback in your time so start valuing your time but what that's the thing though because once you set a price you set a precedent as well like if i tell this person yeah it's like 15 dollars a consultation or whatever then everyone is going to be like oh okay that's the price so i also want to make sure i have a price that i'm comfortable with giving that gives oh, me enough enough. value for my time and everything else so that's another reason why i was like mm, not yet because I need to work out a price 
that I can maintain and say, this is the price. This is the time you get for that price. And this is what we can go through for that price. That way, that sets the precedent. And then that way, it's clear cut. It's simple. People know what to expect. I know what to expect of them. And that way, there's no like fiddly bits. There's no, oh, but you said, oh, but uh." that's another reason why I haven't done that yet as well. And that's why but, I said not to sell yourself short because obviously, like you said, the when you set a price, everybody sort of has that expectation. And even you see it um, in the photography industry all the time. People yeah. get people literally get messages literally years into their career. So this person's gone from charging like fifteen dollars for like an hour photo shoot to charging like fifteen hundred dollars for a photo shoot, right? And then they will still get clients or people messaging them years down the line. Oh, you photographed my auntie's mum, sisters, brothers, uncles, goldfish, dogs, pet fish, um, uncles, annies, friggin' dead cousin, uh, dead uncles, long distance relative from Japan's cousin for fifteen dollars. So could you do my um photo, you know, photo session for fifteen dollars? So yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. She's right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm working on those. I'm kind of wanting to extend them to two days a week instead of the one day a week, especially with the amount of like demand for it. But at the moment, I'm still just keeping it at the one day until mm. I sort of get a bit more of a hang of it because I've only done like four of them. So the fact that I've only done, I think, four of them and I've already got that demand means I know that it's what people want. And on top of that, I'm looking at doing um, YouTube videos soon. I was going to record one today, but honestly, I might just go have a nap after the house inspection <laughs> instead. <laughs> so the office is like 5 a.m. But like, you know, right I'm, yeah, I'm, going, I'm like, I'm adding into the YouTube videos. I'm rebranding my YouTube. So I'm taking all of my cooking videos down and uh, well, archiving all my cooking videos and just making that channel like just like to do with Twitch stuff. I'm sort of got the processes of an ebook. That's sort of bare bones at the moment. Like I've got the chapters written down. I've got what I want in the chapters sort of like hashed out, but that still needs a little bit of work yet. But that was on my list of things to do. I have like every time, in fact, I've got a like, you know, right, right here somewhere. I'm going to hold up a random piece of paper and pretend, oh, it is actually what I wanted. Like I've got like, you know, my <laughs> August goals up here. And like one of them was to, um, you know, work, start working on coach tip videos, start an ebook, reach out to an affiliate, a brand, look into this, make new merch. And I've pretty much ticked off everything off of that list. I'm a big fan of lists and ticking them off. It makes me feel good and keeps me motivated. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm also looking at like diversifying my income because I essentially want to be making anywhere between 1.5 to 2K a month from my content creation. And I'm not expecting that from like, you know, subs and donations and bits and stuff. That's, it's good to have, but that sort of income is crowdsourced and crowdsourced income is very fickle. You know, one month you can have like, you know, three grand, another month you can have $200 and you never know. It's always like super different. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. That's nothing against you and it's nothing against your audience. It's just fluctuation. So another thing I want to work towards is diversifying my income. And by that whole diversifying my income thing is that, you know, if I look at starting my own podcast and charging like, you know, even just a dollar for it, you know, that just that $1 and people will, people will probably buy it for a dollar because it's nothing. And all of a sudden that's money coming in. If I start, if I start an ebook and have an affiliate code, all of a sudden I'm getting money in from that and then people are going to be shoving out my book as well because then they get money from 
So then, you know, they're all going to want to have to like promote the book as well, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, that sort of thing, like just mm. trying to branch out and getting money from every little bit you can, because every little bit counts, you know, like I get maybe not much, maybe I get like, you know, 25, 30 bucks, humble bundle stuff a year. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's an extra 25 or 30 bucks. That's an extra, that's an extra 10 cans of Pringles right there. <laughs> right. That's an extra 10 cans of Pringles. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, and then like, you know, my Patreon, I'm only like, because my Patreon isn't really set up at the moment. I'm getting $2 a month from that. That's still, a, that's still a can of Pringles a month. You know, it's all, all those little bits, every little bit helps people like, it's so important to be able to diversify that. And that's why I'm also trying to work toward that as well. Because once I start getting all those little things into place, then I'll slowly start being able to build a little bit more of like a um, brain not working, stable, that's the word, <laughs> a bit more of a stable income, you know, rather than it being like a little mm -hmm. bit, is this going to work this month? Oh, is that going to work this month? Yeah. I, I judge everything in Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> I can, how many pringles is this gonna get me i can i can imagine i can imagine you sitting down with uh with so, like somebody like your partner or something and just being like you sort of sat there and you turn to him and you're like apparently i'm gonna get two thousand i'm gonna get two thousand dollars from this uh from this brand deal um how much is that in pringles <laughs> and then your partner's gonna be like yeah, mama, that's oh. that's about eighteen thousand cans of Pringles, and you're like, "We made it, boys. We made it. Let's go." <laughs> Who needs to worry about rent when you can just buy? It? I can build a house out of pill cans, <laughs> and then it's like recycling. Yeah, Land uh, it comes it comes for like your bills, and like, uh, yeah, we're here to collect your unpaid uh, your unpaid electricity bill. Um, I'll just throw I'll just throw Pringles. crushed up Pringles in their face. <laughs> Which Try one? and stop me. <laughs> Which one do you like? The 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 the, the chive and onion or do you like the uh, Texas barbecue flavor better? <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I mean just everything about you know every you know, everything about your journey and about your future is it it's kind of parallel to mine in the sense of, you know, the direction of building something a bit more than just yeah. your stream and building products. But obviously I think, you know, we are going to have our own paths that we're going to go down and we're going to have our, our yeah. differences and things like that. Um, like I know that personally, I kind of want to focus on a lot more on, you know, creating podcasts and creating um, material that can help other people and then it's kind of like, obviously, like you, I don't have a lot of things fleshed out just yet because this has been yeah. sort of like a recent thing for me. But basically, when I started doing this podcast and this talk show, sort of back near Christmas time, and I was only doing it occasionally, but I was starting to get more and more guests on. I was going into people's channels and people were basically turning around and being like, oh yeah, um, you should all go and follow the Mike James, blah, 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 he does really great podcasts. And at the time I was like, no, don't tell, I don't want to be known for my podcast. I want to be known <laughs> as a streamer. But then, you know, it wasn't until recently that I spoke with Taylor and he was like, you know, you've got to remember that the games are just the lens of which you see the personality through, you know, if we're talking yeah. like photography and he was like, you know, you should roll with the podcast and you should do this and do that. And I was like, 
that is a good idea. And then if I do that, then I can do this and I can do that. And then we started like bouncing ideas off one another. And so I'm now just fully embracing it and really hoping that people will support you know the journey and support the podcast um because they get just as much out of it as i get out of it which is what i love about doing this podcast so much is you sat here talking right now um if i had a pen and paper and a pair of glasses on my head i'd be sat writing stuff down as you're saying it because you said some great things just as i imagine a couple of other people will be in the future they'll be sat there with a pen and paper writing all this down you know saying oh i need to make changes i need to do this and this is kind of why i love it because everybody listening to this i i am sat here learning pretty much just the same amount as everybody else and (laughs) 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 i didn't even look i'm so i've got you this is how blind i am right now right i've got the webcam about two inches above the monitor i've got made mama full screened and i was staring at the webcam giving off my chat and then i looked down and all of a sudden do you know what i think she's mocking me by wearing those sunglasses just because i don't just because i don't have something to put over my eyes so that i can see correctly um I think this podcast is terminated, <laughs> personally. <laughs> no, but they're on brand. They're Twitch sunnies, so they're on brand. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fine It's fine to take the mick out of people, guys. As long as it's on brand, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. just joking. I'm just, just joking. <laughs> just joking. Calm, dude. Just calm down. I've lost my train of thought now, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, obviously, I want to take the time now to hopefully take any questions and just have um you know involve the chat now in a bit of a discussion however i am going to go ahead and end the podcast here so if you are listening to this podcast on spotify itunes or youtube and you really want to get involved with all of the future creators that we have on the show make sure you tune into twitch.tv forward slash the mike james however that's not all made mama why don't you go ahead and shout out your content and where people can find you right now be sure to follow me on twitch.tv slash maidmama and yeah, twitch.tv slash maidmama, youtube.com slash maidmama and this is a fun one, twitter.com slash maid underscore underscore maidmama. Somebody took my maid mama. It was funny though because I I I, I was making the graphics for it for for the, the you know the promotional material earlier and I just instinctively wrote um, twitch.tv forward slash maidmama, twitter at maidmama, and then I was like, let me just confirm this a second. And I looked and it had an underscore, and I was like, it's an inactive. Okay, so Twitch, like Twitter.com slash Maidmama is an inactive account that hasn't, it's never posted, it's got one follower, and I want it, but obviously I can't just go, hey, give me this account. Then then the the one underscore, the one underscore is for some reason suspended. I don't know who that person was, but they obviously didn't know, no. So now I have to be underscore, <laughs> underscore. I could have done Maidmama Oz, but like, you know, whatever. Underscore, underscore works too. <laughs> See, I I have something similar though, because I every I wanted everything to be um just the Mike James. I just wanted everything to be the Mike James. I wanted people to be able to go on Twitter and just search the Mike James and I'd pop up. Go on Twitch, search the Mike James and it would pop up. And just search the Mike James, it would pop up. But the problem is on Twitter and on Instagram, 
the Mike James is already taken. So I was like, oh, how can I make this, you know, still relatively simple and try and yeah. keep it all level? So what I had to do was add it's at the very front of it. So it's the Mike James. So it's the Mike James on everything else, but it's the Mike James on Twitter and Instagram. It gets quite confusing, but it's the best I could do given the situation. So, so Mike anyway. James was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Um, however, uh, we do have a, a little bit of time left, but not too long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Hope everybody's enjoyed it. Hopefully Thank you'll join you. me. Um, <laughs> um, hopefully you'll enjoy, you'll join me in a discussion and throw in some questions towards Maid Mamba before she has to jump off. Uh, so let's go and talk about Pringles. Thank you for listening, guys. guys thank you for listening to episode number 20 of the podcast i can't believe it guys we're on episode 24 more episodes and we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing these these podcasts are going to be around for half a year i mean i can't believe it i don't know about you guys i honestly thought this might want to be this was going to be one of those projects that we possibly get to like episode like eight or nine and nobody's interested in talking to us nobody's interested in sharing their journey uh, and so I just end up stopping the podcast. But honestly, the podcast is now like one of my main uh, focuses of content. I enjoy creating these episodes so much, guys. So thank you for listening. A big shout out to the Facebook group community and all the people that have reached out recently and told me how helpful this podcast has been. I have some plans for this podcast, guys. I have some bonus episodes coming up. And guys, I'm super, super excited with the future of this uh, whole platform. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, guys. And I will see you guys next week.